hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us today, whether you are watching this online or listening to it. We are grateful for the opportunity to share in this together. Today in the studio, I am joined by Brian Sevitz and the incomparable Mr. Ron Self. And we'll get to Mr. Ron here in a little bit, but before we get any further, we just want to let you know of the sponsor of the day. Uh, the sponsor of today's video is Psychology Today. Um, and the reason this Psychology Today is the sponsor is we, I don't know if you know this or not, but most of the time we record in Bethany Weibert's counseling office. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is gracious to let us use her space here. And uh, so we thought we'd give uh, Psychology Today a shout out. If uh, you are someone that you know or love, is needing some counseling. That's something that uh, Timberlake Christian Church uh, has uh, available uh, through Cheryl Botkins or through Bethany Weibert uh, and the Timberlake Counseling Ministry. So let's get a little <laughs> recap of the week. Uh, this past Sunday was Mother's Day. Uh, Ron, how was your Mother's Day? It was great. It was great. Did you do anything special? Did you go out to eat? What did you do? Uh, our daughter and her family came her husband preached that this that morning and so they were a little late getting there but yes we went out to eat and of course our son played the organ in St. Louis so he was not there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you uh did you get Phyllis anything for Mother's Day oh yes flowers uh -huh. roses, roses. <clears throat> yeah but the Mr. Romantic over here she um received a gift from our son, which I have never heard of, and maybe you have. They're gravitational salt and pepper shakers. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. I have not heard of and this. And they take six batteries for each one. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a... I just love mine, so we'll see. That's not a gift. I feel like that's a, something to like, pay extra money for. Oh, my goodness. Oh. What uh? What do they, What's so special about them? Well, when you turn, I mean, they're about this tall. Oh my! Oh my. And uh, so, anyway, you put peppercorns in. When you turn the pepper shaker over, it starts grinding them. Oh, ah! Oh, so you don't have to turn it. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Sea salt in. Here's what I found. Wow. So, my goodness, serious. <laughs> My watch is doing Siri's going to tell you what they are, too. Uh, apparently. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do this. Um, well, that's very unique. I That sense seems like quite the gift. Brian, what did, uh, how was your Mother's Day? Did you have a good Sunday? Did you have a yeah. good Mother's Day? Yeah. So Sunday, I thought, went very well as far as the services. Mm -hmm. We didn't feel bad. We ran out of the little boxes second hour, which is great. We had a wonderful attendance, but yes. we hated that few people didn't get one. But they still got a flower at the end if they picked one up. But then we uh, we went home. You know, Jessica had to come back here and clean in the afternoon. For <laughs> so Mother's Day? Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. But uh, the boys and I went and planted some garden, and then we came back, and my sister's family and my mom and dad came down we hosted, so 
Hey. Uh, we didn't have to drive this year, so we're thankful they came to us because usually nice. we're the one driving. That's nice. And we made supper at our house, so it was nice. Did you get Jessica a fancy salt and pepper shaker that automatically no, grinds? No. <laughs> the boys, I mean, we've <clears throat> every year we've tried to improve our landscaping because our house had zero landscaping when we moved in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's expensive to do it is expensive. nice landscaping. But this year the boys just added a... a Nice bronze hummingbird feeder, mm-hmm. not the cheapo ones. And the, um, oh, they found these little figurines at Aldi. Some people probably saw them. There's Did like I see a, a rooster? <clears throat> a little owl. Oh, it was an owl. And okay. a, a uh, frog, I think, was uh-huh. the other one. Yeah. They're really cute. Just metal sculptures. Yeah. So those that's what she got. Yeah, that's great. This past Sunday, we uh, talked about Jesus' first miracle which is turning water into wine at a wedding in Cana and how he interacted with his mom. And if you missed that sermon, it's at tlcc.church and you can catch up there um, and I hope you do that. Some Sundays, there are certain Sundays where people do not stick around after service. They leave immediately (laughs) and Mother's Day is one Mm -hmm. of those. I went to the back, I had to get something, I came back out, everybody was gone within like a couple minutes. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, sometimes that's nice. You get you get right to the next thing. But no, uh, we hope that you had a great Mother's Day. And to all you moms, we hope that you felt appreciated and loved uh, on uh, Mother's Day. All right, let's get to the TLCC top three. These are the top three things you need to know about coming up uh, here in the close future. And the first one is VBS registration is now open. So if you go to tlcc.church, you can go to the events page and you'll see the VBS uh, logo right there. Click on it and it'll take you to what we're calling the launch pad. And you can register, you can see uh, all the needs that are there. You can sign up to volunteer if you'd like. But we want you to know registration is now open. So um, the earlier you can get registered, the better. It helps, uh, for one, you not have to worry about missing it. And two, it helps us know with planning how much to get ready for and it's a it's going to be a great time. So I'm excited for this year, but registration is now open. So if you have kids that you want to register, go and do that. Uh, Brian, you want to take the next one for uh, the choir? Oh, sure. <clears throat> so after um, having our Christmas and, and Easter choirs, we decided to do it a little more often because some of the people, well, for one thing, I think the whole church enjoys it hearing the singing extra loud singing that day but also um, just allowing more people to participate in in the team so we're going to do that i don't know if this will be a flop because it's a memorial weekend but we're going to do it on uh, the 28th so a week from sunday and the the practice will be that thursday before in the evening so uh, if you just if you know you want to participate in that you can drop it in the comments of this video that you're watching if you're uh, doing it on Facebook or YouTube, or you can um, get on the website and send me a message through there, or, or just let me know somehow so we know how much uh, music to print up. But we're going to do that periodically. We said at least every couple months uh, to have a choir day. Ron always likes to participate in those. I've Ron got directed countless musicals and choirs <laughs> through the years. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> One of my favorite pictures, Ron. Uh, I have this picture, and i got to get it printed up, and maybe I'll just give it to you. Um, it was one of our first years here. As we, it was, I think it was the Christmas program. So we got here in December. 
they were having a Christmas choir, and my Shyla Renee, my second born, she was really young at the time, I came for practice. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was I was just speaking a little bit. I wasn't even playing music or anything. And Shyla jumped right up on the stage. She immediately ran over to you. Do you remember what she did? I remember her doing that, but no, I... And she just grabbed your hand. Uh, you put oh, your yeah. hand down, and uh-huh. she came right over to you, and she just grabbed your hand, and she stood with Ron, and she sang, <laughs> or she just stood there. And oh, it was, was sweet. It was just a sweet moment. She didn't. We didn't really know many people here. We didn't really know you a whole lot. Sure. And she came up and just grabbed your hand, and I thought that was so sweet. <laughs> um, and then I found out that he was a principal, and all the kids were really scared of him. So oh. that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, May 28th, uh, we'd love for you to participate if you want to join in the choir. Uh, it'll be uh, songs that you're probably familiar with, and uh, practice will be that Thursday. Um, I don't know what that is. Do you remember? The last one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, June 4th. June, June 4th. June 4th. Ice cream. Yes. Every month this summer, we're going to have some, since we're not doing Wednesday nights or things like that, we're going to have some event that's just open to anybody who wants to come. Mm-hmm. Um, June 4th is the first one. It's an ice cream social. Mm-hmm. 7 p.m. 7 o'clock. That's a Sunday night. And uh, yes, thank you for reminding me. I could not remember. We just talked about it, so I, I don't know why I forgot. Um, so yeah, June 4th, ice cream social. It'll be at 7 p.m. here at the church, and it'll just be a chance to hang out and interact with one another and to have some uh, fun fellowshipping with each other. If you love making, you know, your special recipe homemade ice cream, Ooh, yeah. please let us know. Yep. Because we're in the process now of recruiting the, you know, people to do that. So. Yeah, that's the goal, to have homemade <clears throat> ice cream, uh, maybe even have a little competition for homemade ice cream. Um, but we're going to get that going here. And if, yeah, if you have a recipe, we'd love to hear about it uh, because we'd like you to participate. So VBS registration is open, and May 28th, if you want to join in singing in a choir, we'd love to have you participate. And then June 4th, we're going to have just an ice cream social, doing some homemade ice cream. So there you go, the TLCC top three for the week. All right, Ron Self is in the building. Ron, uh, we've been wanting to have you on to ask you some questions, uh, to hear your perspective on a few things. First and foremost... Would you just share with the audience how long you've been a member and participating in uh, Timberlake Christian Church? Uh, how long have you been here? Um, since I was 10, probably. Since you were 10 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, and uh, when the congregation was formed, I was the first one baptized. And uh, that was the Spatial event because we met in an upstairs building downtown mm-hmm. since we had no building and we had no baptistry. So the men carried a stock tank <laughs> up there and filled it. Mm. So the you, water was cold. Water was cold. <laughs> you were baptized in a stock tank and you were the first one yes. at the church to get baptized. That's correct. Wow, that's awesome. So because you've been here for so long, you have seen quite a few changes in this church. Sure. What have been some of the biggest changes that you've gone through, and have there been any changes that were a little bit harder for you to deal with than others? 
Oh, I'm putting him really on oh, the spot yeah. now. This is this is good. Of course, through the years there have been uh, many changes. I think I have adapted to all of them. You are a chameleon. You can you can adapt pretty well. <laughs> um, of course, I had led the music uh, for maybe fifty years. <laughs> That's and, a five zero, folks. <laughs> five zero. And uh, had several choirs. And so when I retired from that, I mean. Yeah, that was a change. That's a hard. That's hard when you had something that is like your baby there. Right. Yeah. But I admire Brian, and he has led us in a new era, and I appreciate him very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So some of you may not know this, but when Brian first got here, there was some big shifts in music that took sure. place uh, that he walked the congregation through. Um, what about uh, being an elder? So you've been an elder now for a long time. How long have you been an elder at uh, Timberlake? Everything with me is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably 40 years. About 40 years. Uh -huh. mm. So there were several ministers that, you know, I worked with through those years. And he's outlasted them all. <laughs> um, when you when you think about to the to the changes that have gone through, and as you think for the future of this congregation, what is, you know, long after you're gone, what is your desire for this church? What is your hope for this congregation? Um, that it continues to grow and uh, reach more people in our community for our Lord and Savior. One thing I know through the years is um, with the changes, I know they're not always easy. They're especially not always easy for Ron because when you have longevity, you have a lot of people um, calling you on the phone at all hours of the day and things like that. And um, I'm sure that that's not always the most fun spot to be in. Uh, but... He's always been, um, well, for one thing, faithful to Scripture. He's going to stand behind what he thinks the Bible says. But then if our position is just uh, you know, being rejected or if people are finding it hard to adapt to a position, um, he's always found a way to, to walk that line between being a good listener and letting people vent or whatever and... Um, some of you watching may be the ones that's vented to Ron. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a different demographic, uh, you know, on the podcast too. But I'm just saying, but also having our back and supporting sure. us. And I know that that's not always hard. So uh, publicly, I express that pre appreciation no, to you. Ron. I try to be kind and uh, can consider every problem. And everyone uh, has their own set of ideas and uh, we just have to be patient and with those people and uh, hope that they can adapt. So what I know there's several people that that have situations in their life whether it's at their work or uh, whether it's at church or in their families where 
there are several different people who all have their own perspectives and opinions, That's and true. if everyone thinks they're right, and mm -hmm. they kind of have to play this middle ground role of helping everybody through it. So Brian said you do a great job at it. I agree. Um, how you mentioned patience, you mentioned being kind. How do how would you encourage someone that might be in that role to stick true to what they believe, but also not burn relationships around them? Do you have any Do you have any tips? Well, I mean, for everyone who has a problem, we hope that they can uh, adjust and feel comfortable. And unfortunately, uh, sometimes people just have to find a, a, a different area that they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And we hate that whenever uh, that happens. And it hasn't happened very often. Yeah. How, um, so you were in the public school world for a long time. Uh, you have been a principal. What other roles have you were you at in the schools? Well, that's kind of unique because um, I was in the Mobile School District thirty eight years, and uh, I started in Bowling Green, Missouri, in November of that year, finishing out of maternity leave, and I had applied in Mobile, but uh, I was home one day on the weekend and I heard the newscast and they said I had been employed. I never even had an interview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So you so, heard about your employment uh -huh. on the newscast. Right. Nobody called you, no, no. letter, nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were a shoo-in. So then uh, I taught fifth grade in Mulberry for Three years, and um, the principal said, I'm going to be retiring, and uh, go ahead and get your master's degree in administration. And so, one day I heard on the news that I had been appointed principal. Again? Again. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that was unique. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. So how, that, that much time in, in the school district and, and administration, did being there, you were kind of in there, that world, and in the church world, did you see any sort of crossover where being in the school world helped you as a leader in the church world, and being a leader in the church world helped you uh, in the school world? I'm sure it did. Uh, I know a lot of parents... Said they they felt very comfortable with sending their students to my building. Well, by the way, I had three buildings, but mm. uh, anyway. Did you find out about that on the news too, or? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we when we started, we had uh, two buildings each, and then uh, they made a wise decision that split it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you were, um, so people are a little bit more comfortable because they knew you were a Christian or just because they knew you personally? I think, well, especially the church family. Um, and I always um, appreciated that. But really, I uh, 
times have really changed. I really, through the years, uh, did not have lots of problems with parents. Uh, uh, I know times have changed and I wouldn't go back now and I pray for the teachers that are still in the trenches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you could, for for those parents, since you've kind of seen that side of the of, of things, uh, is there any sort of encouragement you would give parents uh, maybe maybe to consider the other side of teachers? Is there any encouragement you'd give them that would help them as they're sending their kids to school make that a, a better experience? Well, all the students that come to school are a product of the home. Mm. And so... Um, you can, in, in the school business, you can tell those students that have had a good home life and encouragement and um, you just didn't have uh, any problems with those kids. Mm. So it all starts at home. We only had them eight hours or seven hours for nine months and they were at home a lot longer than, than we had them in school. Mm. All right, this last question is for you and for Brian because, uh, Brian, you've been at Timberlake for 16 years now? Is that, um, is that right? 16? <laughs> it's, well, we celebrated your 15 recently, but I can't remember if it was a year ago. I think or... you're right because it's my 15th anniversary this year of marriage, so it's 16, 16 years. anniversary here. Yeah, That's so great. so <laughs> not as long as Ron, but still a good chunk of time. I want to know, we've talked about things changing and different things that you've seen through the years. Um, we know that styles have changed. We know that you know some of the way things are done have changed. We know that uh, uh, the dress at church has changed quite a bit. No, uh, it used to be suit and ties all the time, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Um, I want to know, so even in all those changes, which, you know, you need grace and patience and adaptability, you've talked about, uh, what are the things that you, they may look different, but they're really the same. What are the things that haven't changed that uh, you hope never change for the church moving forward? Both of you can answer this question. You want me to go first? I mean, the yes. first thing I would say is just, uh, and I always go back to this with music or preaching or whatever, that that we maintain Christocentric worship, mm -hmm. and that the gospel story is shared every week. Obviously, no matter what our style does, I mean, people get caught up on music style. I mean, it has changed so many times through the years mm -hmm. that you know people that think you know because he lives was being sung in the year three hundred A.D. have no clue. Like <laughs> like. Those people would have thought our music is absolutely ridiculous, whatever they sang back then. Sure. And um, to be honest, I may regret saying this, but we don't. I don't hear much about style anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I hope we've kind of moved somewhat past that. Mm -hmm. But but the fact is, if that style takes us away from sharing the gospel or Christocentric worship, no matter what the style is, it's bad. Yeah. So um, I think. Those are you know, the two big things for me. Keeping, so 
keeping Christ at the center of whatever we're doing. So whatever it looks like, as long as Christ is the center of it, and it's not taking away from or pulling away from Jesus being the center. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I've, I've seen churches, um, again, a lot of this is from a big distance, looking at some mega churches, like when you listen to their music, um, the style doesn't bother me. I can pretty much, I may not do this forever, but I can almost adapt to any style of music, except Screamo. I still don't get it. I was going to say, scream, uh, Screamo but, worship music. Here but we you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like I am, not that I can do all of it. I can't pull off every style uh, right, as a right, musician, sure. but I can tolerate just about anything. But if that, but uh, okay, I've observed a few churches that uh, the gospel is not told through those songs. Mm-hmm. And as a worship leader, I feel this huge responsibility that a lot of times people carry the song longer than they carry the sermon. Mm. And that's that's like, we hope our sermons are impactful and all that. Uh, We don't want to downplay the effectiveness of the sermon. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do that. But as far as what people hum or think about during the week, it's a little bit more likely to be the song. Mm -hmm. And if that song isn't teaching them or relating truth about Jesus, it's a problem. And, I've observed some uh, megachurches that I've liked to listen to or look to for ideas and stuff, just watching them online, really. Um, in some spheres, it's um, emotion is overly dominant. Like, our worship should be emotional. I mean, if we're not connecting our emotion with the truth we know about Jesus, that's a problem. But it's like it's become all about... Um, in some cases, the feeling behind the music, mm-hmm. and it's like the the words itself are very shallow, yeah. <laughs> and, and I never want to drift there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what I'm saying. No matter what the style does, uh, some of the songs we we sing should have meat to them yeah. and be teaching, because that's part of the part of the reason for it, right? If you look at the songs in Scripture, a lot for. of them are telling the history of the people of God. Yeah. Ron, what's what's something now that Brian's giving you time to think? What uh, what's something that you hope you know stylistically might change, but we hope never changes about the church? Well, going back to what Brian was saying, um, I'm sure the older people really appreciate when you throw in an, a familiar hymn mm-hmm. that they have grown up with, and I mean. That kind of pacifies people, I think, that, that are having a problem with the style of music. But uh, I, I just think you do a great job. Thank you. Now I've lost my thought. <laughs> what What do you hope doesn't change about the church, no matter what we do in the future? Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with everything Brian has said. Um, we need to keep Christ as the center of every activity, uh, including our worship, corporate worship each Sunday. And um, I think we have a loving congregation, and I hope that that never ends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, through the years we've had a situation or two that um, caused some strife, and uh, that is just not now and I, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think those are both great things. Uh, keeping Christ as a center, continuing to be a loving congregation. 
I, I think also you can have a congregation that focuses on serving people. Because um, if you lose that aspect, then you're just, you know, uh, you're just in it for whatever the organization wants, not for the people, and the church is the people. So, And I think we do have a lot of people that are, through the week, are servants. Yes, yep. very much so. Well, Ron, we're so grateful for you and the impact that you have here at this church and how you shepherd and take care of people. You and your wife, uh, Phyllis, do an amazing job of checking in on people and shepherding people and encouraging others. So we're so grateful. No, thank you. We you. try. You do a mm -hmm. great job. Uh, let's close with the blessing of the week. Brian is going to bring that for us. Brian, okay. wrap it up for us. I'll keep it fast because we're almost at our 30-minute mark. Uh, we try to cap this at 30. Uh so Saturday, we had our first, well, I mean, we've had men's gatherings many times in the past, but our first recent new startup is a men's Saturday breakfast. We had the first one this past Saturday, and uh, the verse that I ran to for this in Scripture is in Galatians, I think it's chapter 2, where it says, carry each other's burdens. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so kind of intertwines with what Ron was just talking about, about being a loving congregation and and our encouragement to you to do that it's our job as staff to do shepherding and elders i mean ron's a great shepherd as an elder but we can't carry everybody's burdens right sure. if we're a loving church different pockets of people have to do that for each other and what i noticed saturday was there's some of these guys just hungry to have a group of people to carry each other's burdens mm -hmm. And so my blessing is really kind of an exhortation that we need that. And it's, I don't know, I guess as we live longer, we realize we're all more in the same boat. And, and there's a, what I've noticed recently is there's a whole bunch of guys, but probably just people, guys were just what I was focused on Saturday, that don't have a group of people really to carry their burdens. Mm. And that's a very lonely spot to be in, especially when you go through times of uh, trouble mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you're vulnerable. And so our encouragement is to find a group like that to be a part of. It can be two, three, four people. It can be two couples. Mm. It, it, it doesn't have to look one way. But one of the things we're offering is that, that monthly men's group. And so... Um, that's kind of another announcement we were throwing out there the next month will be, or the next one will be, I think it was June 10th. Mm -hmm. And we'll give you more details about that later. But we do it at 7.30 in the morning on the, we're shooting for the second Saturday of the month. And that's a place where, I mean, some guys in that group immediately, it amazed me, shared some very deep things going on in their life because they needed some people mm -hmm. to know and to pray for them and to talk with them about, um, you know, not surface level stuff, like some deep seated stuff that's going on in their lives and in their hearts. So we hope that you'll, you'll find that somewhere. If we can support you finding that, you know, let us know. And it's not always an easy thing to do, but we can try to facilitate that about you having a group of people to just be a loving family with more than we can do here on just Sunday morning. Well, thank you for joining us here on this week's episode of the Ripple Effect Podcast. Uh, we appreciate your time, and we can't wait to see you next week. See you guys.